All right, everyone, welcome to episode number 39 of the MCW cast. I am Tara, joined here tonight with... Brent Tearing. Um, thank you for having me back. It's been a few weeks, but I am ecstatic to be here on number 39. And also here uh, is our benefactor and the uh, promoter of the promoters. Promoter of MCW. Mr. Thanks promoter for, Man. Dan McDevitt, thanks for stepping in for Larry Legend this week. I respect you, Booker man. <laughs> I feel like I feel like these last couple of weeks we're having interchangeable parts. Um, but you know, we not uh, me. Not, Tara's <laughs> Tara's the one consistent here on the yeah, cast. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm Larry and I are interchangeable. Well, that, it's, it's a, well, I didn't concept. say that. I think Dan just said no, that. I, I, I did not say you were. Interchangeable, I know Larry's Larry. Larry's busy uh, doing uh, some hosting with death matches and whatnot, but. Um, Let's get to all the major podcasts and platforms that we are on here on the MCW podcast here. I'm going to give it a try. We're on the all Apple podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, CastBox. Did I forget any? No, I think you no, hit all you the podcasts. Much hit them all. We're on pretty much all podcasts, major podcast yeah. platforms. Now they can find us. Don't forget Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Yep, and if you're watching on those platforms, make sure you share. But if you're listening on the podcast platforms, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast when you listen to it because that helps the algorithm. It's just a click, y'all. Just hit subscribe, and um, it helps us out a great deal. And you'll be able to go back and see the past 38 MCW podcasts where we've had guests like... Uh, Man, everybody and every uh, Matt, Matt Hardy, Hardy yeah, yeah, Matt Hardy a couple weeks ago. It's kind of that that episode's kind of blowing up. That one's blowing up. We've had Conrad in here. We've uh, had every Maryland legend, Gilberg, Gilberg, <laughs> Playboy Bob Star. You know, <laughs> that'll move the needle. But <laughs> and last week we had um, we had two guests in here. Last week we had uh, one of our uh, up and coming students at the MCW Training Center, Tim Spriggs. He is not just a wrestler in training, but he is also a world accomplished. He is actually the world champion right now in um, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's the WNO champion. He just had a huge contest uh, a couple weeks ago, so he was here training, and we grabbed him and pulled him in for an impromptu interview. And what did he win on that? He won over $30,000. $30, yeah, it was the biggest purse in um grappling to ever have been awarded and he won it and he actually had retired as we talked about on the podcast he had retired from the sport so that he could pursue his uh passion for wrestling and um he is proving you're gonna see him you know and on a show not too long i bet and uh, i don't know he wins one or two of them things he might be buying it, you know? <laughs> right. so he does have in mind a couple of big, might need to talk a couple of big fights yeah. he's, he's got a lot of eyes on him right now so if you missed that episode and you're interested in mixed martial arts um you know by all means check that out on the formats that we just uh, talked about after this point him out to me and i'm going to go up and i'm going to slap him in the face okay yeah. see how that goes all right for well me. I'm, I'm not sure that's going to go i would not slap him in the face um but he was not our only guest we also had uh chad clark in here and he is the promoter for celeb fest which we have got coming up this weekend that's right this weekend in millersville yeah dan do you want to tell our listeners a little well, bit about celeb what fest too, right? right yeah celeb fest too we we uh partnered up with chad and um it's Super Saturday. If you're a wrestling fan, this Saturday 
in Anne Arundel County. Even if you're not in Anne Arundel County, it's worth the drive. Um, you can go on to mcwwrestling.com and link to um, because the convention's from like ten to four. Mm-hmm. Um, over fifty stars yeah. coming in. Um, I can't even think of the name. You know the list of them. I know like the Steiner brothers, Kurt Angle. Um, it's over 50 stars and that's going to be during the day. And then in between, we're going to do a live MCW cast. Right. Um, and then we're going to do MCW Ar- autumn Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that show will start at like six 30. So, um, you can come to a convention, see a live podcast, um, come to an MCW event. Uh, Mickey James, um, an MCW OG Ooh, will be right. there. Guest yep. referee in the woman's title match. Um, Doc Gallows, formerly known as Luke Gallows from Impact and AEW, he'll be there. Um, he'll be accompanying uh, a couple guys to the ring. Um, Chelsea Green, mm-hmm. Tennille Dashwood. Yeah, the, the, the women's show. wrestling scene blowing up. And it, uh... yeah, and we're doing a lot to put focus um, back on women's wrestling here in MCW, which is something I've wanted to do. I mean, you know, it definitely does. There's so many um talented women out there it was me we're bringing the bbow back i don't know about that i think we'd be canceled i I would um i would i would love to bring the bbow back but i would i think we would be canceled for those Um, that don't know that was the beautiful babes of wrestling that was an offshoot of the uh mcw family here and uh, i was a part of that as well and we Um, had women's wrestling um mixed with peppered in with Oil wrestling yeah. and um, anybody's some got, other things got, like that. Got Ty Killer was, Weed. All I know <laughs> is that I am. It was an so, adult-oriented product. Okay. I am yeah, so okay. thankful. BBOW was an adult-oriented. I am product. so thankful. Cell phone cameras did not exist oh then. Oh jeez, I know you're right. Like people will say, oh, you know, can I get footage of you know these matches? Oh, I have them. They're on VHS, but I have them and you don't. So we're going to keep it that way. And I'm fine with that. That was my first, because I was just starting out and Dan was, that was my first regular booking. Because what do you do with a handicapped kid that doesn't know anything about, that doesn't know how to work Mm -hmm. or I was just starting out. So let's let's put them on these and get some reps in. So I, you know, come home from these, these just wild adult shows where I'd be in the ring there with the guy with you terrible were lucky. balls. You worked <laughs> lucky, right? Lucky the I wouldn't guy. Call, I wouldn't call it working. Am I? <laughs> yeah. I beat him up a few times because he <laughs> didn't move the way I wanted him to because I was so serious about it. But I didn't know what I was doing, and my family would be like, oh, you got anything you can watch? I mean, to today's standards, the way things are nowadays, <laughs> it was so inappropriate. <laughs> The things that we did. It was Um, fun, though. You know, it was great. It was. They were fun. They were were not shows you could have taken your kids to. No. You know, my kids have grown up in the business after that period ended. They did not. They were not a part of that. Um, It would have not ended very well at all. Lots of (laughs) evening gown matches, oil wrestling, some regular wrestling. Yeah, there was. There was some. A little bit. Sometimes. There was a little bit of regular professional wrestling. It was very. Hey, don't knock evening gown matches Chef, I think Gillespie, Kim, Kim and I kind of perfected those we had that down to a science right and like we always say you know that at the at the expense of offending um people like we as independent wrestling um you kind of we we kind of were, were built on the foundation that you know whatever WWE and really at the time that's the major organization is doing and at that time in the mid to late 90s that's what women's wrestling was you know right. um it's obviously evolved much for the better 
But um, that's what it was on Monday Night Raw was evening gown matches and things like that. And, you know, sable stripping in the ring. And um, that's just kind of how women were presented for better or for worse, um, depending on your opinion of it. Some some people offended by it. Some, you know, you talk to some people that just weren't. It's just the way that it was presented at the time. It had to go go through that to get where it is now. And that's all there is to it. And I'm a feminist through and through. And I am happy and which is why I always ask ask your opinion on it because of your feminism. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I say that like because you are. She is a, a feminist. Which, it was good, but that was like when I've asked you, like, you think back, were you offended by that? Were you offended by anything I asked you as a promoter to do, you know, in, in that era? Right. Yeah, because I saw what you were asking the other girls to do, and I felt like I got off lucky. <laughs> I was but too no, young. I just thought this was wrestling. I was <laughs> right. I was grateful thought my for parents, these. If my parents knew I was involved in this. <laughs> you think that's bad. You should see my Jerry Springer episode. Yeah. No, it, it, you know, I, it was just a different time. And like you said, it was what it was no different than what you saw on TV every week. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I look yeah, back was a little different. on the eyes. Okay. You know, but it, things were just different. So um, we, uh, we, we kind of took a sharp left turn there. We but, did. But, but be you know out for Select I, Fest, an all day thing if you're a wrestling fan. Yeah, mcwprowrestling.com. If you're a wrestling fan in the general area, it's definitely a, it's an all day it's an all-day thing. And there's something the night before, too, right? Isn't that the Crab Feast? Yes, that's right. Actually, yeah. Um, this Friday night, uh, Crab Feast at Jimmy Seafood. Crab Beast, right? Isn't it called Crab Beast? Is it a Crab Beast? It is. I think so. Yeah. It's called Crab Beast. You can yeah. have crabs with wrestlers, right? Yes, okay. correct. Yeah. All right. Yeah, if, and if you if you go to our website, you can find your way to Celeb Fest, too. I'm not sure if there's, if there's tickets left for the Crab I Beast. I think they only had a couple of them left. The VIP okay. ones, I think, right. where you could eat with the wrestlers. But I think... You know that they still had regular tickets, but I'm yeah, not definitely sure. check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun this weekend. And uh, to continue our little uh, trip down memory lane, I want to go back to 2010 and let you know what our flashback Friday of the week is, which was from Legends of Maryland Two. It was a show we had. Um, I think we only had two of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, we ran out of legends. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> legends of Maryland Two. We had Tyler Hilton versus Christian York. So that's our flashback Friday for the week. So be sure to go check on to that. YouTube to watch yep. that and make again, make sure you subscribe. Hit subscribe, 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 subscribe yep. and listen to Christian go oh, God, no way, no way, on his entrance. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, we need to introduce our guest for this week. We, we did totally go off on a tangent, but um, the person that we have in studio with us this week has been around uh, for a number of years uh, with, with MCW. Um Multi-time tag team champion. Multi-time, yes, very much so. So the muscle of Black Wall Street. Uh, part of the muscle. Part of, of the Wall muscle. Street. Right. Uh, very impressive physical specimen, and um, really is up this game over the years. And uh, you know, he is a he, he's a guy that when people see him on the shows, he's one of those people who are in the airport. He's a head turner. Yeah, absolutely. Talk, the one and only Napalm Bomb. That's right. So stay right with us. This. We'll be right back. And we are back here on MCW Podcast, MCW Cast number 39 with the one, the only, from Atlanta, Georgia. A man that goes by quite a few names, but around here, we call him Napalm. Napalm Bomb. What up? How's What's up, going, man? man? How are you doing? Uh, I'm making it, you know. You Just... doing all right? 
yeah i'm back healthy um just actually getting over this whole covid19 situation here so it uh you got covid didn't you yeah yeah did, did you get pretty by. sick man this thing kicked my behind did it really i'm gonna be honest i was one of those uh, man this is not as bad as people say it is until i got it you vote for trump you got me (laughs) Uh, no so look man i was too like skeptical you know what i mean um because you hear so many different things you know it's um i always say with this is one thing with this whole thing man it's like overwhelming amount of information coming at you from so many different directions you know um you don't know what to believe you don't know what to believe so it it got you pretty good huh yeah yeah it felt like somebody whooped my behind for about six hours every day like my body hurt it it was so bad it was so bad and right i didn't get over it until maybe like two days before like the whole two-week isolation like and did did you know like were you did you you just get tested because wasn't it for a show it was for a show, right? For our show. It was our right? show. For Bruiser wasn't it? Strong. It was for yeah. our show, right? And so I'm, you had to get it because the commission requires right. it. So I'm getting tested that day. And you didn't have any symptoms. I didn't have any symptoms. I get tested. No sooner as I get tested, then I'll start having a headache. Right after I get tested. Really? I start having a headache right after. What the hell? Whatever. I'm chalking it up. Uh, maybe I'm dehydrated or something like that. I get home. They call me, hey, you want to sit down and talk about your results? I'm like, oh, I got tested before. We ain't never tested right. Talk about <laughs> yeah. results. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like, hey, yeah, you tested positive. I'm like, you oh, father. whoa, <laughs> how's this possible? So I hung up, isolated myself, and I swear, no sooner as they said it, it was like. It hit you. It hit me. Uh-oh. Now here comes the symptoms. And I'm like. Y'all definitely put something in that swab or something. Like, you did something to me. But What was the worst of the symptoms, if you can, uh, without it getting too filthy? Was it the taste? Was it the... Did the, you have that? Did you lose taste? I did. I'm about to put something out there. It's a secret. So I brought my taste and smell back the same day that I lost it. So the actual worst thing I've actually had was, it was like chills. Yeah. So it was like chills, hot flashes. I re- I could not regulate my temperature at all. So it was like I'm super hot, I'm super cold. Now I'm pissed off. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah. But taste and smell. Lost my taste and smell. Looking up a bunch of different sites. What can bring it back? I had a friend, Caribbean friend, called me and told me if you like scald an orange, you burn an orange, cut it open, put brown sugar on it, eat it. About two hours, everything comes back. Seriously? Really? A lot of you not. I like did it. A whole orange? Every a whole orange. You burn it like black. Cut it open. Brown sugar on it. Eat it. Two huh. hours later, everything comes back. This Legit. What? Everything came back. <laughs> this seriously? Wow. Yeah, this seriously. man probably has a remedy for everything. Probably. <laughs> she does. <laughs> she does for this woman, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta get. Does she have anything for spinal cord injuries? Uh, I don't know, man. Like she, she probably piece something together. I'm pretty That's sure. wild. So the fatigue was bad. That's what I've heard from people. Fatigue was bad. Now I had it back in January 2020. Oh, you did? And yeah, I missed a couple shows, but when I had it back in January 2020, yeah. Um, and I went to my doctor and tested for influenza. Yeah. His exact words to me were, 
I tested negative because I had missed two shows. It was mm-hmm. Delaware, and I, I had never missed shows. Right. But I, I was like Den- Dennis and RJ and Dean at the time because Dean hated going to Delaware, and I was like, <laughs> dude, I could not get it. I felt like I got run over with a truck. Yeah. I, I just remember feeling so sick and so yeah. just exhausted, and I, I think I must have been in bed for two weeks. Yeah. And um, I and I and I uh, my, my doctor's exact words were. You tested negative for influenza, but there's something really weird going around. He was like, so this is happening to a lot of people. And I was like, yeah. it's not the flu. And he was like, it's not influenza, but there's something really weird going around. And then um, two months later, um, the world COVID. falls apart. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And every, so yeah. yeah. And I still have the antibodies two years later. Yeah. I, I give blood every three months to um, American Red Cross. Yeah. And I, the first thing it says is, you know, my antibodies are present, COVID antibodies present. So, yeah. yeah, so I had it, you know, two years ago um, before it was like every, Prevalent, but yeah, yeah, but I, but I, yeah, I remember just being crushed like I had never been crushed by any type of flu or cold yeah. ever, you know, so. It was bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I've never had the flu or cold, so I, I I don't know how that feels. So when I actually got it, it was like. Uh, just you were wrecked. Uh, yeah, I, I was wrecked. I thought I was like Superman. Well, you, you've come off of. I, I know you've had a couple of injuries here and there. It's hard Oof. to be in the wrestling industry as as long as you have and yeah. not accumulate some sort of bumps, bruises. But there's a difference, obviously, between being hurt and being injured. What 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 were some of your injuries you've accrued? Ones that are lasting and ones that you have uh, overcome and possibly become stronger. Ah, uh, sheesh. Where do I start? <laughs> You know, what's crazy is that uh, as long as I have been working in the industry, I only had like two major injuries like that really set me back. And it was crazy because it it happened at like a prevalent time, like in my career. So the first injury I had was a torn meniscus. Mm. So this was around the time, uh, it's dare to say 2015, something like that. I know I was working a lot with like WWE and going to dark matches and this, that, and the other. And like, they flew me down for the trial and all of that good stuff. Yeah. You made the PWI 500 that. that year yeah. too. Yeah. So you were definitely got a lot. Uh, so on you. I remember being in here training and I was doing like a knee drop, just some simple, it's always very simple, dumb, right? Like something always stupid. all happens. Yeah. And I came down for a knee drop and I landed and my knee went numb and I said, Oh, I hope this is not bad. So I roll out, take a little time, try to get back in. I couldn't, so I changed my clothes, go back home. Working out the next day, still couldn't feel my knee. Go to get it checked out, come to find out, tore my meniscus. Had to take some time off for that. I think uh, I think I missed the Shamrock Cup that year just because of that. Mm-hmm. Rehabilitate that, come back. Still kind of like working my way with WWE, doing all that good stuff. I was working out, and here's the major one. I ended up uh, compressing my L5 mm-hmm. in my back, mm-hmm. so my left leg went completely numb. And me being stupid, my left leg was, like, numb for, like, four four months or yeah. some shit. Like, I, <laughs> I was just, just working out, yeah, pressing, well, yeah. whatever. I, I didn't think anything of it. That's, we've all done that. Wait, yep. Yeah, just being stupid. I'm going to find out. I go get that checked out. He tells me, hey, you need surgery, blah, blah, blah. That's why your leg's numb. Ended up taking 
about eight months off. Then like, I honestly contemplated not even coming back. I'm like, ah. Mm -hmm. Did you get instrumented or like get any instruments put in or anything like that for the surgery or just fusion or what? No, uh, just cut into my back. Um, he actually cut that little bit of uh, it was like a disc poking out, sure, or point poking into my sciatic nerve. He just yeah. cut that and said it like over the course of time, it actually healed itself up. That's so. good that you got it done before it ruptured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... It was fortunate. Yeah. Was it instant relief or you still feel once in a while? I felt it a little bit like after the fact. Sure. So it, it was instant relief to where my leg wasn't completely right, numb. Right, right. But I still felt it in my toes. I can't really feel my feet yet. Yeah. After some a few months, that's when it actually came back. So. And coming back, did you were you a little gun shy for a minute? I know oh, it's always that. Oof. I didn't feel like like I can do anything. Like I mean, I'm a little weak now. I don't know. Like, I definitely lost all my confidence, like, right after an injury like that. Like, yeah. I don't know if I can, like, bump. I don't know if I can lift. I don't know if I can do anything until I actually try it. And that gets in your head like that. Then you worry about, like, you could get another injury because you're trying it, to. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can't ask a doctor because no doctor is going to say, yes, you should return to wrestling. I mean, right. like, no. I, I broke my neck. Same thing. And I kept working through it. And I, it was on something stupid. It was a sunset flip out of the corner. And See? I broke my neck. Right. In, in training, no less. See? And I kept working with it until I had to have surgery. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay. And then, you know, you think, okay, well, I must be done then. Yeah. You know, because nobody's going to clear you ever again. But then eventually, like you do, you get that confidence back and you're like, OK, maybe I can do this, you know, yeah. and then you take that first bump and you're like, OK, nothing broke. I'm OK, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you mm -hmm. take another one. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I completely understand. Yeah, it was scary, man. Mm -hmm. It was really scary. When did you start? What year did you start in wrestling? Uh, So 2007, right after. Crazy part is um, I was in college. When I first got introduced, uh, it was a guy that went to Frostburg, and he was wrestling in uh, Rambo's place. Right, because that's where you, you trained out there. That's where Rambo. I started at first, yeah. Went out there with him, and this is my first time being introduced to, like, anything outside of WWE. It was like, oh, you just got to go straight to WWE, like, out of college. <laughs> yeah, so you were, know but, you were but that's a lot of, so, like, you were a person, you were the fan that just only knew about. WWE, WWE, WCW, yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, I didn't know anything about indie wrestling. Like I might have heard a few names, but I didn't know any promotions, Existed, training yeah. schools, none of that. All I knew was WWE, WCW. Okay, WCW doesn't exist anymore. WWE. So that's all I knew. It was like, hey, you go out of college, you try to get in contact with somebody there, and you figure it out. Yep. But I, knew, I, and, I had Dick's, no idea yeah. either, except I knew NWL because I'm from Hagerstown. Ah. And Neil Superior was one of my best friends, yeah. and I've talked about it before on the show. But I only I was like, oh, that's cool that you know there's wrestling here. It never occurred to me that there was wrestling everywhere. Yeah, like I really did not get that either, and I, I had grown up around it. I didn't know anything about it until I actually got into it, and it was like, oh. Well, you got this place here and this place here, mm -hmm. and that was like once I actually started. That was when uh, I actually started looking up schools closer to where I lived. I lived in Baltimore at the time, but I would travel all the way up to go to school. Bone breakers wasn't around. Yeah, yeah, we had been closed up yeah. for a couple of years. Yeah, bone breakers wasn't around. Um, and it was another school in uh, Dundalk. Yeah, it was was that Tim Burke's school? Was it? No, 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 no. There you go. There you go. And. Uh, the reason I stayed up in uh, NWL was simply because he'd been around longer. 
Yeah. I'm like, all right. Uh, I'll stick. I'll stick with this. Yeah, well, it was good. Dick, I mean, Dick and Dick, who introduced, who called me about you, he was like, hey, you got to see this guy. And we didn't have a school at the time we were running. But, um, yeah, Dick, Dick Harikoff, may he rest in peace. Um, he, He's probably one of my favorite promoters. Yeah. He's such a, he's a good, <laughs> yeah. probably my, he's my favorite, my favorite, one of my absolute favorite promoters. I, he's, just, he's a trip. Kid. He was yeah. a trip. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. He um he was something else, man. He was he was funny. So when when did you start to, as you're going along and your training's coming along and you start to get out there and get some reps in, it takes a good year or two to really find your voice, find yourself, find your footing. When did it start to click for you? Do you was it a moment, a match? Do you remember a specific kind of timeline for this? Honestly, it. For me, it didn't click until about uh, two years later. Like for some people, like that's that's a bit long, right? But for me, not really. Though. Yeah, like, but you think about it. I was catching on very quick. Like any in ring training, I I caught on to that very quick. Like that was nothing to me. And you had a background in amateur wrestling, correct? Right? Like okay. it, I, it was an easy transition. So. For me, it was more so, okay, I'm I'm in this area. I'm in this area. I'm in this area. Let me get out of this area. But how do I get out of the area? And I knew nothing. So I just started asking questions. And that was when I started to get a little more, like, in tune with, like, Dick and talking to him and kind of picking his brain. And that was when he kind of introduced, like, hey, I got this place down here in MCW. I'm like, yeah, I've heard of MCW. Yeah, I'd love to. And that was when he made the introduction. Yeah. And, like, Everything's just taken off since then. Is it, um, I mean, because guys look at you, they a, a lot of guys that it's sight unseen and we go, Oh, this is a this is a big boy, he's probably stiff, he's probably a crowbar, you know what I mean? <laughs> but and 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 I've seen you have matches that are like you know, good wrestling matches where you that you go, and then I've seen you have the the brawls, the, oh, the yeah. fights, Fun. and it's kind of like. You know, it's what whatever the people are there and what they want to see. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember. I guess the last show, um, uh, you and Solo, uh, was the six man. I think it was the six man. Yeah. Yeah, they wanted to see a fight. Yeah. And that's what it was. It was beautiful. Was it, that res- with uh, the yeah with resurrection promotion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Was great. It was it was yeah. It was chaos. It was off the rails, and it was awesome. Well, that's and you know that's that perception in wrestling too. Obviously, like in that one, there's some like all right, these are some big boys. This is big boys. This is yeah. gonna be a, you know this is yeah. They want to see. They don't want to see wrist locks. They yeah. don't want to see right. Yeah. They they no, want to see want to see throw these hands. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I mean, well, and that's always been like you know I've always been a fan of like you and Solo being together and all. And that for me as a promoter, um, that to me is just like you you know like you don't see that a lot on the indies. Yeah. Um, with guys where like you have a team where like say you two guys like you I'd always um. I'd always say with you, like when we go to like Waldorf and Hollywood in different areas, I'd always like be out in the crowd, like when you guys would come out, because you always get that, oof, you yeah, know, that yeah. feeling from the yeah. crowd of like you guys walk out, like, yeah, oh, these guys, you know, it's like you guys just had that look, of, like you guys it's, walk out and you're like, all right, it's on. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like it's, you know, and that's. You got that thing, man. That, that, that's that, my that, that look. Yeah, yeah. Like people come out like, all right, these, okay, someone's. These get... are the wrestlers. Yeah. yeah they're they're yeah. the wrestlers. You know, my yeah. step, my stepdad comes to, came to a few shows and that's, that was the first thing he goes, two, two giant black guys. Those are the wrestlers. That's the wrestlers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you two also made quite an impression at the birthday party. So when you guys. Yeah. <laughs> those moms, you know, you might have made all the, the, the dads mad, but the moms seem to be hey, appreciative. Hey. So. Uh, not everybody's I know, I know your tag team partner would soak it all up. Oh, so. he, he does. <laughs> I usually have to humble them, you know. Yeah, yeah. but not everybody's that's a, cup of tea. That's a tall it. task, the humble solo. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I don't know how I do it. I, I tend to do it pretty well, though. Do you find that the tag team, um, the idea of being in in the tag team, is more profitable, more uh, as far as career wise and booking wise, get you more uh, more work as opposed to being one of singles? road or are you guys out in texas or something we were yeah so, we so we booker? Do, yeah we work a few promotions down there. we actually just got in touch with booker um well his promotion and um supposed to be working with them soon so yeah we hoping to get the ball back rolling uh the way that we want to actually get it rolling I, honestly to answer your question yeah i could go either way right like, I have fun doing the tag team thing. Like, at first, it didn't really, like, resonate with me because... Yeah, I could tell, like, that. I yeah. mean, we talked about that. Yeah, I we talked about it. It was kind of like, like the, the Harlem Heat situation. Mm -hmm. Like, And I was saying, yeah. you guys, like, you guys are freaking money together, man. Look at you. You know what I mean? Dude, yeah. Dude, I can't... Yeah, go on. I'm sorry. I don't want so, to interrupt I mean, you. It, doesn't, it didn't resonate with me that well. But I decided to, like, hey... I'm going to ride this thing out. Let's see where it goes. And it started to gel, but we couldn't quite get the chemistry together the way that it should have been together. Which happens, right? Which right. It, it happens. And it was one of those situations to where we're trying to get the chemistry together, but here comes injuries. And yeah. here comes, you know, this. And, like, by the time that I got over the back injury, it was like, I don't really want to do this anymore. And like I presented the idea to you, like, yeah. hey, let me kind of break off and do my own thing. Yeah, and Solo kind of wanted at that time to do his own thing, too. Yeah. He had a different character gimmick and everything. So, you know, it kind of yeah. seemed like both of you were kind of testing the waters outside yeah. of working as a tag team. There was a two, There was a period in 2015. I, I wasn't, I had just come back and I came to a show and I saw Black Wall Street for the first time. And I said, "Holy ish, Danny, this is a this is a bag of unmarked bills right here. We need to get like a vignette and a promo and and send it like now, they, yeah. like n yesterday. And when we worked on one too, yeah. if you remember. But the problem is with four guys, it's like having a band. Yeah, and having four guys on the same page." is so difficult uh but there was a there was a moment in time i i'm you know i, I, I watched everything saw everything I, I i go this is absolutely the most different and coolest thing yeah. happening in wrestling right now yeah. and we, and we were really pushing it out there and i i hate not to like toot our own horn or pat ourselves on the back but i i kind of feel like the hurt business and a lot of groups <laughs> like that kind of stemmed off of yeah 
Black Wall Street. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. We were just, we're not a national company, but we were putting a lot of stuff out there. And everybody that saw it, that I sent it to, loved it. You know, yeah. it, um, it all just clicked and made sense. Just of like four black guys, you know, wrestlers that were that weren't stereotyped, that weren't given goofy black guy gimmicks, it, right? That were killers, and they occupied you know I mean? different and roles. The, yeah, in the, in yeah. the, in yeah, the, and in black guy, and and um, Amber, and a, you know, a right. woman of color, yeah, um, with them, and you guys weren't stereotyped and. No, you know, no um, dressing the in the suits. Yeah, and, you were you know, in suits. That, and you were killers. You guys had all the yeah. titles in the company. You were dominant. Mm -hmm. You it, know it what I mean? It was the coolest thing. It, yeah. was, it was so like so. I remember going this this now like now yeah. now 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 before they yeah. decide to put Shelton and say, which they <laughs> yeah. do. You know yeah, what right. I mean? Like you got to show them that no one else can do that role. Um, and you know it, it is what it is. And and. Uh, it'll always go down is definitely one of the uh, definitely one of the most memorable groups and eras here in, in MCW. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the uh, titles that you've won as part of the Black Wall Street faction and mm -hmm. your accomplishments here and elsewhere. So stay with us. <laughs> All right. Before we went back, to, before we went to our break, we were starting to touch on some of your accolades and accomplishments here in MCW, yeah. and um, you are probably most known for being part of Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street, <laughs> <laughs> best entrance music ever, That's really. Right. Um, and being tag team champions with Solo. Yeah. And not just here in MCW, but uh, you've been. Uh, tag champ with solo in multiple promotions right yeah quite a few a few promotions in pennsylvania jersey texas um like so you guys you guys were belt collectors then like, yeah. who's, gonna, who's gonna beat those guys you know what i mean like yeah. well i think other promoters see the same thing i saw you know you yeah now have yeah. you been a tag champ with anyone other than solo mm, that's a good question have i Not that I can think of, right? <laughs> None that stand Nothing out. Nothing that mattered, right? Not, not that mattered. That mattered, you know. Yeah, are you are you the nice one and solos the jerk? Because it's all tag team. You know what's crazy, there's, right? There's an a hole and there's a nice one. As nice as I may seem, I'm I really don't like people, right? I, right. I, I don't like. Right. I, yeah, I, I would have said as, that anyway, because like to kill Solo's gimmick, he's like the biggest. <laughs> cuddly bear, yeah, the biggest teddy face. bear of all. Right? I mean, he really is. He really is like, <laughs> like a you big, meet him Teddy bear. You look at him he and people don't. He makes so, for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And... He's, people look at him and he's like, God, that guy's such a kid. Like, he's the biggest teddy bear baby face. Yeah. Like, that uh, there is, I think. Just yeah. And yeah. The crazy thing is I'm very approachable, right? So right. everyone would approach me and I'm, I'm very, like, talkative and this, that, and the other. But it's times that I'm like... Uh, Get out of my right. face. Right. Yeah. Hey, solo, go ahead, you know, and I'll step to the back. Right. And Solo will talk to him and about And he'll go ahead and talk pies. to him about everything. And I'm like, yes, bro, it will. doesn't matter. Pies. Move. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I got to say, he uh, he came through this past Thanksgiving for Bruiser's family. He still showed up with pies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for the, because 
What type of pies does he make? Sweet potato. Sweet, sweet potato, potato pie. pie. Don't ever tell him he don't make them pies. <laughs> oh, he gets, oh, he gets yeah. hot. And no, he, I asked he him. He delivered to... them himself to our to Bruce's yeah. family. He absolutely yeah, no, did. He, he got he got upset with me because I I said I asked him like did he did you really make these pies like RJ family? <laughs> then, then he's like, oh, you don't think I make the pies? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, I mean, getting hot already. Yeah. Dude. yeah. What was yeah. your uh? If you, it, it, looking back on uh, your career in MCW. What what year did you start in MCW? It's about 2010. Yeah, I was going to say 2010. Yeah. 2010 yeah. was your first kind of go around. Okay. Yeah, it was so. at, at Gilbert's, right? It was at Gilbert's. Uh, I don't know how I caught you guys' attention, but I know I recall you guys put me in a match with uh, Ryan McBride and Nui. That was like my first kind of test. And I guess I passed because, like, it, well, I mean, your really looks, smooth, obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. your look, look, you know, like this guy looks like a he looks a like wrestler. A you passed, wrestler. yeah, you <laughs> you passed the vision <laughs> test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but it, it throughout that, I guess, eleven years now, even with the injuries, and do you have any favorite matches, moments, like it, mm. things that stick out in your head? Is man, that was a good night. Mm. Well, one of my favorite matches, I would have to say, uh, it was probably with RJ. Um, I recall having, uh, it was like some kind of tag team hardcore match. It was myself, uh, Big Sean Stud against, uh, RJ. And, uh, I think it was solo, in fact, like, not gonna lie. I had the most fun that match and we did like everything. It wasn't nothing like it wasn't a wrestling match it was like a fight and it felt yeah. so good like well, RJ, I, I don't know what it I was i mean man. rj was a good ring general just you know he uh damn he, it was good he knew how to he was a good he was a good ring general and kind yeah. of putting I, us i right this moment i'm visualizing and hearing inside my head the things that he was saying probably putting this match yeah together. Like, <laughs> yeah everything was, was like really i presented some ideas it was like all right cool boom 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 would just call everything else out there. And I'm like, oh, all right, all right, all right. And it just, it just flowed. It was, it was so good, man. Do you prefer that style of kind of just going and brawl, let it, it'll be what it is out there? Or do you, you know, some guys like to kind of know what's going on and what, you know what I mean? Honestly, it for me, I like to test myself. Right. Like, even with, like, smaller guys who do like to like do all this stuff and they're like all right cool let me test myself let me see styles, if i can get in there and keep up with it. styles make fights right i love it like i love it like i wouldn't classify myself as having like a particular style i get in a ring with anybody i don't care and chemistry is a weird thing too yeah just like you're talking about solo just me me you know i i wrestled for like sometimes you just find chemistry with the weirdest people. Yeah. Like, and you don't know, and you get out of a match, and you're like, oh, my God, like, that was just, <laughs> that was right. easy. That was good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you just realize, then, then, you know, like, and it's the weirdest thing. Like, sometimes you just find chemistry, like you're talking about, were you in solo as a team? But sometimes you're in the ring with guys, people, and you just, sometimes it's there, and sometimes it's not. And sometimes when it's there, it's really good, where, like, I, where you get out, and you're like, man, I want to work with them again. That was freaking yeah. great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was one of those situations for sure. Um, is there a is there a a moment that sticks out in your mind? Uh, it's because it's weird, right? When it's happening, it's in a, and and it's out there. 
you, you know, it's yeah. you, you just it's part of the deal. You're just yeah, you know. But looking back on it, where you go, that was a really cool moment. I, that goes on the highlight reel. That gets sent around. That's mm. it's quite a few of those those type of matches that I've had. Um, sheesh. Oof. You're finished with solo. <laughs> I love putting that on highlight reels. I think you know. You know yeah. what's crazy? Is I, that... I'm, I'm always like, man, show that. Like you guys doing that finish to me is always same thing. Anytime you see it at a show, it's something. No matter where we're at, the same thing. Yeah. You guys, you guys hit that finish on somebody, and the people oh. are just like, oh, like he's dead. You know? he, he did. Yeah. Like, uh, the crazy thing about that finish is York gave that to us. Like Christian York, like the first time, the first night we tagged together, he was asking, like, hey, man, what is, what's you guys finishes? What are you guys going to do? And we're like, I, I don't know. Like, we were trying to figure it out. And he took us out to the ring and, like, walked us through it. And, like, he put that whole thing together. Like, that was his finish that he gave to I us. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know that. Christian York gave us that finish. Yeah, Catfish York, Christian doesn't get enough credit oh, for yeah. how smart he is and how – how good he can be when he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, he's uh he's he's he sky was the limit with him if he wanted it to be, you know. Yeah. Plus it takes him two and a half weeks to get in ridiculous shape. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. what is that? What is that? <laughs> it's a, he's a he's a big fat carpenter on Wednesday and it's the most insane <laughs> thing. It's the most insane thing. It's like should be a movie. Anytime I can't, he's, I've never seen anybody like that. You're 100 percent right. That dude, he would, it's he could literally him. be 50 pounds overweight, gut hanging over his belt, and two weeks later he's shredded he's with shredded. abs. Yeah. Shredded. And you're like, dude, what did you do? Oh my, like, what, no, no. yeah, you know, what I mean? <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah, plays it on yeah like what, no. I ate a salad. Yeah, I ate a salad <laughs> and, clean. and did seven days straight of cardio. <laughs> right, right, right. Was there anybody you haven't, like, that's on your list that you haven't had the chance to get in the ring with? Mm. I mean, I'm I'm sure you you know there's oh yeah that's, the that's dream the dream and the dream, but like I'm talking about people that you have come past where it's a possibility mm. at, at at this juncture in your career. That is a good question. Damn. Um, one person that. And it's weird, as many times that we've been around each other, I've never actually gotten in the ring with him and actually, like, locked up with him, like, on a solo situation. Uh, I would say, like, Keikoa, honestly. Like, and, and it's weird, right? Yeah. Because, he's like, he's guy. not, like, one of those guys that everybody's like, oh, I just want to wrestle. I do. Like, I do. I've always seen him. Like, I've always, like, ran past Keikoa, even in other promotions. It was like, hey, I think I can, like, kill it with this guy and i never got an opportunity to get in a ring with him like he's one of those guys well you like, have he, he's you probably have number one on my, could, my uh, list like hey could you know you're talking to the right people so yeah, we're gonna lock in <laughs> why is that is it just the intangible or is it the uh, is footwork is it is I don't know what it is. I think it was more so like package. his look, like the whole package, the right? Whole package. Like mm-hmm. when I first met him, it was probably like 2011. Uh, it was another promotion that ran in Delaware, New Jersey, ECWA. That was the first time I seen Gate Koa. And uh, I seen him wrestle, and I'm like, man, you're pretty good. 
and I had like a, a like barn burner for like to open up the show or something like that. And like we talked about it, and ever since then it was like, hey, eventually, yeah, eventually, eventually, ten years later, eventually, eventually. eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like he, he's probably like top of the list. There's a bunch of other guys, but uh, he's probably top of the list because I see him often. <laughs> When you were, when you were, how old were you? Were you real young kid watching wrestling, wrestling fan, or did you get into it? Like some people get into it when they're a little older. Were you a? No, I was, sheesh, maybe like six. My first freaking show that I've actually watched was probably the uh, Razor Ramon, Bret Hart, WWE title match. That was my first show that I actually recall seeing. Right. Uh, and that was just because, like, my mom was a huge, my mother was a huge wrestling fan. Oh, right? really? Really? Yeah. So her and my dad, actually, that's kind of like, they met. Like, they met over, like, they would go down to the Civic Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Civic Center. Watch a bunch of WCW stuff. That's where they met. No kidding, really? Yeah. It's crazy, because they would have never imagined, hey, <laughs> your son's going to be one of them. Like, right. So it was interesting. But, uh, yeah, it was about, probably, like, Five or six, when I actually seen that match, and I'm like, man, this is cool. And, yeah, I, I fell in love with it ever since then, man. But when did you know that you wanted to do it yourself? Ooh. How old were you then? Probably, like, 16. Like, okay. This was just me, like, wrestling, like, doing amateur wrestling style, like, freestyle wrestling. And um, Kurt Angle, actually, like, to see him make the transition and be so good at it, it was like, <laughs> oh, I could do the same thing. So, like, it was probably about 16 years old, 15, 16, and when I was like, hey. Who were some of your favorites, I guess? Mm. Scott Hall. Hands down. Scott Hall, Bret Hart, Taker. I hated Shawn Mike. Everybody loved Shawn Mike. I hated him. Just because everybody else loved him. So, uh, I was a Bret Bret Hart guy. I loved the glasses. Bret had it right, man. Yeah, Bret. the moral compass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was popular in my household. Too. He's gonna my end mom up and my sister. Everybody had the glasses. Like you, you had to have the glasses. Like I was jealous when kids came to school with the glasses and I didn't have them. Like right. I want to beat them up and take. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, definitely like Scott Hall, Bret Hart, Undertaker, Flair, Piper. Weird. I was a Lex Luger fan too. That is weird. I was. Too, I was a Lex Luger fan. Lex Luger fan. Yeah. I loved it. I was loved that it. just because he was Sting's boy? Was that by proxy? For... <laughs> Me, I think, yeah. I, he had, I don't know. I, there was something about his charisma. Like, I wanted to see him beat Flair. Um, mm-hmm. I really wanted to see him beat Flair. And maybe, yeah. who knows, maybe maybe Flair was just that good of a heel, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I was, you know, right. I was livid when, um, when Luger couldn't beat him. <laughs> I was livid, man. It freaking infuriated me. Yeah. But Sting beat him, so then it was all it all evened out. It all evened out. <laughs> you know? It all evened out. Now, with, with when you get into wrestling, you hear the the stories of um, you know people taking liberties. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, guys having to learn how to a sugar hold or whatever to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You came in with an amateur background, so did you feel a little more confident? Like, okay, if any of these fools try to, yeah, I mean, get get cute with me i know how to defend myself i mean of course like i wouldn't say i came in with a chip on my shoulder but it was more so like 
if you try me. Like, yeah, you're ready for it. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm ready for it. Like, if yeah. you try me, I don't care who you are. Yeah. It's going down well. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I always kept myself humble. Like, shut my mouth. But, you know, there is there is somewhat of a bullyish oh, yeah. thing in wrestling where, um, yeah, you were, you know, it's like you all, I, I don't know, you'd always hear, like, stuff in WWE about, you know, the, the ribbing and stuff like that, but not a lot of that stuff happened to Brock Lesnar. No. No. <laughs> no. A different beast, though. Like. You know what I, but you know what I'm, what I'm saying yeah. is he, people pick their spots, you know what yeah. I mean? Right. Probably you coming in like, yeah, you you know, you're a big guy and you got this background and you're like, yeah, you can, you know, there's this bullyish aspect of, of people pick their spots on yeah, I who, had a very try. real fear of finding poop in my bag because <laughs> I was told that's what happens if yeah. you make someone mad. So I literally, like, to the point where I had a lock on my bag. Like, I yeah. really thought this was something that happened to, like, everybody. Like, because I think it was just, it must have happened once and then it was talked about forever. And so oh. I had a very real fear that I was going to open up my bag and find this. So... Mm. I I fully expected to encounter this it, it's one It's happened a lot more than once. I know it has, but <laughs> it didn't happen to me, just to throw that out there. It did, and yeah. to the best of my knowledge, I've never seen anybody have that happen to other things, but not that. So, no, yeah. I, I've seen some things happen. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, I was never on the receiving end of it. Like, I've... Yeah, people pick their spots. Better. Yeah, you don't, you, don't, you don't go up to a napalm bomb and crap in his bag. And it's not, it's yeah. just not, good, it's not yeah. a good policy if you want to yeah. make it home no, safe. No, now, were no, you no. always a big guy like this, like in high school, too? Were you? No. Was this... The thing is, I had a growth spurt, like, probably around, like, 16 years old. Mm -hmm. Like, I was skinny, like, 120. Coming into high school, I was, wow. like, 120. Wow. I used to play wide receiver, right? Come back. Probably my sophomore year, I had a growth spurt. Like, got some size to me, you know, shoulders broadening out a little bit. And I didn't play offense anymore. I played defense. And, like, from that point on, it was like I just packed on muscle after muscle, maybe like 20 pounds every year, it seemed like. I was just mm -hmm. putting it on, putting it on, putting it on. And I noticed I was getting attention from, you know, mm -hmm. this muscle. And I'm like, oh, I'm not used to this. So, mm -hmm. you know, it – it never like dawned on me that I'm like a big guy. Like to me, I'm still a small guy. Mm -hmm. Until somebody, hey, big man, what the hell are you talking? About? I'm looking around here, like, <laughs> oh, you talking to me? You know, it, it took a while for that to actually settle in. But when you go up to WWE or you know different places, it's Jurassic Park up. There. Oh yeah, it's Jurassic Park. Like yeah. I go up there and I'm like, oh, you yeah, you're yeah a, yeah. You're I, a, you're... I feel right where where my mentality right. is. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right, and that and that's the thing too. It's it's a real. They got. You know, you talk about these seven foot, seven foot one guys. It's like, hey, we got five more just like you. Yeah. You yeah. can go, you know, we'll let you go. You you know. Really? Yeah. But but that's that that's that's the, the competitiveness oh, yeah. of the uh of the industry right now. And I'd be interested to hear um how things went and how you felt about your WWE experience and tryout. Do we have time before the break? No, we should save that. We should save we that. We got like two minutes. Well, yeah. Get into it. When did you when did you like <laughs> we should we save that. It? Let's get into it. Just real quick. I, I got an idea. How about we just take a break and, and then we'll come right it. back. Okay. 
Well, I'll carry those. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pout. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna let I want to talk to him about it. Take a quick break, and then uh, you can bring us back, and we can talk about that. That'd be pretty How's that? Too, okay. Okay. Fair see. Enough. All right. All right. So stay with us. We're gonna take a really quick break. We'll be right back with more. Better be quick. <laughs> well, before we took that abrupt uh, commercial break, I just <laughs> wanted to ask Napalm about the process from which you. Um, ended up at the WWE Performance Center tryout. You know, they host these tryouts every, uh, I guess, two or three times a year. Yeah. Um, and they basically just drill you into the ground pretty much and then see what you have left. And, and um, But I wanted to see what your experience was, what the highlights were, what the, what the lowlights were. were. Was there moments where you're, like, embarrassed or, man, I could have oh, done yeah. that better? Like... Give us, give us the real. Oh, <clears throat> uh, so well, my I'm not sure about everyone else's process, but it was weird, right? Because everybody has a different story on how they actually made it down. I just so happened to do a bunch of extra work, and every time I did extra work, like Regal was kind of covering it, and he would see me, and he would give me some advice, and I would like touch up, so he noticed that I was coachable, and I think that was the main thing that like really kind of caught his eye. So he was like, "Hey." I want to get you down to Florida. Very smart. Check it out, you know, and see how you do amongst, you know, everyone else. Very smart. I get down there. I, I honestly, I kind of thought it was like, excuse me, I thought it was bull. I'm like, I ain't going to call me. I didn't get an email about it or any of that until like maybe like a month beforehand. It was like, oh, oh, this is real. So I started like drilling myself, trying to get myself in shape. Uh, I felt like I was in decent shape, but like, I didn't want to blow up. Like, that was my thing. I didn't want him to blow me up. So I started drilling myself crazy. I get down there. <clears throat> staying at the Radisson with uh, some guy from, like, Nebraska, right? He was, like, a college ball player. I'm like, well, how did you get down? And he was like, hey, like, just one of the recruits just see me and, yeah. like, just offer me, like, a shot. And I'm like. Joe Briscoe <laughs> probably went and. Yeah, yeah. And probably. It? <laughs> I gotta do all of this, and oh. you just get seen at a football game. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, who's who's Brett Clark? Right. Like, what? Yeah. Your favorite wrestler? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Long story short, get there the next day. Um, have us change, drill the hell out of us. And now, what what year was there? D Bill, this is the Bill Demont this era. This is Bill Demont, and era. this is. Yeah. What year? So, geez, what was that? 2015. So, you did you have February 2015? So, you had Bill DeMont, you had Joey Mercury, right? Joey Mercury was, he was on the road. He was on the road. He was on the okay. road. So, I Smiley. had uh, Bill DeMont there. Uh, Robbie. E Eagles? Not, not Rob, no, not uh, Robbie Brookside. Brookside. Uh, DeMont, Brookside, uh, Albert. Yeah, Baldo. Baldo. Yeah. He was there. Smiley was there, um, and a bunch of the trainees. Charlotte Flair was a trainee down there. Yeah. Chad Gable was a trainee. Matter of fact, uh, what was his name? Riddick Moss, he yep. was a trainee down there. So they would help him out like to do the drills and the training and all. And it was really intense, but I was ready for it. Like The only thing that like kind of slowed me down and I kind of felt embarrassed is like I was cramping really bad, right? So every time you would cramp, like, they would just call you up. Eh, he blow the whistle. Sit down. And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. 
So I would just keep going, like just fight through it. Right. But uh, it was really intense, and honestly, like, just want to see your personality. Like, yeah. Regardless of how intense it is, like, let's see if you love it. Like, let's mm-hmm. see how bad you want it. Like, you know, going there like with a straight face, you're going in, you smile, like, show them something different. They see everybody down there running, training, and straight face. Show them something different. Crack jokes, whatever. Like, do your best to stand out, right? Because you don't know exactly what they're looking for. They just want something. They don't know what they're looking for. They don't for. look what they're looking for. <laughs> and then right. everybody cuts the promo of, oh, 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 this is my dream of sleeping in the back of my car ramen noodles. Okay, man. Right. So I actually told a story, right? So Pat, uh, Pat Brank actually worked with me, like, to like tell a story he was like man what do you got in your back like they want to see how deep you can like go as far as like depth and and promos right like tell a story like don't tell any wrestling yeah don't say like i'm gonna beat you one (laughs) we kind of worked on it yeah we did down here that's that's right i was freaking seven or eight years ago Yeah. yeah i remember kind of working through it with you yeah it was it was interesting because it was like I had to dig, like, like some shoot stories up, and was like, "Hey, all right, I didn't want to do this." So, but we totally stayed away from like, "Hey, brother, I'm gonna beat you one, two, three. (laughs) Stay completely away from that. And it's like, "Hey, like, tell a shoot story. Tell me your name, where you come from, how you came to this." And it worked. Like they loved it. Like, I'm be honest. Like I, I started like. I dug so deep, I started to shed tears and all that. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we love yeah. real emotion. Da, da, da. It was cool, man. I love the experience. I love the experience. So, but, like, right after that, it was like, injury. Injury. Uh, and it was like, oh. Now, did they call you after that? Yes. And you had to tell them? Yes. So then they think snake bit. Man. There it is. There it is. There uh-huh. it is. Yeah. So... That's unfortunate. I mean, yeah. It, it, do you still uh, have a rapport or stay in contact? Or uh, everything's changed up, probably too. A everything's lot. Like changed I, up. Once yeah. Bill Demott, like yeah. everything. Yeah, like the people that you would usually contact that completely different structure now. So yeah, it's like you got to find your way in again. So mm-hmm. that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, if you're talented and you work hard and you don't die and you don't quit. Something will happen eventually. It's just yeah. can't control timing. Not at all. It, it sucks, man. Right? It really does. Like, timing is, I felt like, God damn, like, if this didn't happen, if this mm-hmm. didn't happen. Right. I mean, right. sky's the limit. Right. It happens. It's like, all right, let's work back. Like, let's work. And, and that's where I'm at now. It's like, hey, look, let's get this, let's get this together. Let's get on the ground. Let's work. Let's go. Yeah, and we've had this, you know, year and a half plus pause, basically. Yeah. So, you know, Which there's... was a whole nother debacle. Yeah. Right. Nobody saw that one coming, that's for sure. I didn't. I thought it was, I'm going to be honest, I thought it was bull****. Like, uh, they're just going to shut it down for about two weeks. But we all, <laughs> but, and, and then, look, I, don't, I think no matter what anybody thinks of COVID and every, like, I think everyone thought that at that time because it didn't seem real that something like i mean it's a movie i'm pushing 50 years old i've never there's never been anything like that in my lifetime where some type of quote unquote cold or virus just Mm -hmm. shuts the world down like and you can't go to con you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so it just didn't seem like 
some like what what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Yeah. It just yeah. didn't well, seem it seemed like something that only happened. And in I movie. think we yeah. have this idea that medicine can fix everything. So like when you get sick, you just assume, oh, this can be fixed. Like you yeah. hurt your back, it can be fixed. You get this. You you know, you go and you get treated. And then to know that there's something that, you know, similar to the likes of like a hundred years ago that mm -hmm. shut the world down can still do that in yeah. this day and yeah. age. And it's kind of like, wait, really? You yeah. know, even when I, when I look back, <laughs> when I look back, I like, I distinctly remember, distinctly remember around all the time that stuff happened. And you remember like Italy and all was like a month, two months. Mm -hmm. So like you're seeing on the news of like Italy, the hospitals are overrun. They're shutting people down. And I remember like looking at the news and being like, Oh, that's weird. Well, anyway, <laughs> I got to share this. You know, that's, Italy, right. that's Italy. I'm not going there. Yeah. Yeah. Soon. Like, well, I'm not going to Italy. So that's yeah, weird. We, that's we, kind of crazy that the hospitals are overrun and people right, are dying. So like that, Cassidy but, is booked for the uh, <laughs> Hollywood show. But we got a Hollywood show this weekend. So it was kind of like when I think back, like, why didn't it register that like this was happening? Like it was just like it, it was like it was like that was happening on a Somewhere movie. Somewhere else. Right. Yeah. What was happening in Italy and everything was a movie. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, I'll just turn the movie off. I'm not going to pay yeah, attention. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not going to pay attention. And the next thing you know, the Maryland State Athletic yeah, Commission is telling you that you, know, yeah. you will not be running a show yeah. with the Hollywood Volunteer yeah, Fire Hall. So, <laughs> yeah. Hey, let, let's talk about something culturally um, I'd love to get your opinion on. Um, we were talking earlier, you know, you're talking because it's something I, I guess I never really paid attention to. But I have the last couple of years and I told like we had Shane Taylor in here, um, you know, a couple a couple months ago. And um, like you're talking when you were coming up watching wrestling now, yeah. there's a lot of focus on black wrestling yeah. nowadays. And um, when you were a young child, is that something that you noticed like that? Like because you noticed all the guys you said you were is all, you know, white guys. Yeah. You know, was it something that you noticed that there wasn't black stars? Did you notice that? So when I was younger, I did notice it. But it wasn't anything like super prevalent. Like it, you would see sprinkles, like Harlem Heat. Like they were right. Honestly, they were the first black tag team I've seen ever. And I'm like, oh, oh, like I, they look right. like me, or okay, they were cool. taken serious. Yeah, right. they were taken serious. And I'm like, oh, they look like me. I, I love it. Like so, every time those guys popped on the television, it was like, yeah, I'm in. Like I was locked in with that. So I did notice that when I was younger, though. But it. It wasn't anything that you really addressed, though. It's like, eh, right. right. It just kind of now. But now it is. But now you're seeing, I oh. mean, so many. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? And it, and it's become a it. focus on it, you know, obviously. Yeah. You know, uh, it's something I never really paid attention to. Like, be, but then you, you then when you step and you look back or like we were talking about, then the characters like a Samba Simba that was very. Yeah. You know, like you kind of step back and go, "Yeah, that was bad." That's yeah. right. that was like bad. Whoa, that was bad. That's cringe bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the wrong side of history bad. Yeah, yeah. right. And um, but you know, it's it, it's a weird because it's 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 like they you know they talk about Bill Watts and him being uh you know yeah. pretty pretty fast and loose with his language and his feelings on race, but he also booked uh, JYD on top. So he, he, you know, he saw things as business and profit, but I'm sure he had his own, you know, oh, yeah, just didn't care either way. People weren't people. There were profits to him to, a yeah, lot, to an extent, that. which that was prevalent back then. Though. Like, right. Right. I expect that, like, especially like during that time, it was, it was one of those times where it was 
few and far in between where you can actually find like a black guy or anyone black in the wrestling industry, let alone taking serious, well, right, taking serious. And it wasn't just wrestling either. If you think like, back to superheroes, yeah. your any of your sitcoms, any of your things oh, yeah. on there, you know, you you'd have the one show like the Cosby Show, or yeah. you know, I mean, you didn't have, you know, I mean. Black Captain America and, you know, Black Panther, that's a that's a recent thing. We didn't have that. Yeah. You know? Like you, you think about it again, it's times have changed. Mm-hmm. Completely changed. And like, all for a positive, right. Oh no, yeah. Absolutely. Like, it's all positive. Like it, I love it. I love the change. Like I honestly do. Like I felt like it was kind of prehistoric. Like back then. Like even like growing up watching it is like, God damn, like any representation you know and even like to the whole like coffee thing it was like oh oh they actually did it oh wow like i'm I'm be honest that yeah. brought tears to my eyes I'm like, yeah wow, they actually and did i it. i said and that so and that's what i said with shane you know race is something it's um and i i think because race is addressed so much where sometimes people are beat over the head with it yeah right it makes and this is what i i told shane taylor what i i appreciate about him is um, because of the way he presents things and talks about things, like there's a lot of stuff he's done that's made me go, okay, you know what? I, I never, because he's not beating you over your head, but he's saying like, mm-hmm. hey, as a young black child, um, when I was, you know, a, a wrestling fan and I'm looking, but nobody looks like me, Correct. you know, and I it's like, you know, I never really thought of it like that because I, I think when addressing stuff like this, it's it's presentation and the way you bring it to people's attention and not yeah. try to beat them over the head like, right. or, oh, you're a bad white guy. You know what I mean? It's right. like it's the way it's the way that it's presented to make the presentation opens people's minds to be to Correct. kind of step back and go, you know what? OK, I never thought of that Correct. perspective and I never looked at it like that. And when I do step back and look at it like that, I can see how this impacted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I think um, that's why I, re- I really like how Shane Taylor tries to bring a lot of attention and to that carries himself um, and like carries that. himself there's a lot of stuff he's posted that's made me go yeah I'm, you know what i never i never looked at it like the that. real power <laughs> is in being able to make the light bulb go off yeah, on that right. person without like you said beating them over the head or or, or being, making them feel like a horrible person if they never acknowledge that yes yeah, you maybe, want the light right. bulb to go off on their own like it's almost like their own it's oh, therapy. Epiphany. Right. It's right. therapy. It's That's therapy. exactly what it is. It's like, I want you to see this point without me bringing it up. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk around this point until you actually understand it. And like, I-, I love the way he presents himself too. Like, I, it wasn't until I actually met him in person and had a conversation with him. Like, damn, we got a lot in common. Like, really have a lot in common. Not only just we're both black, is like, I can relate to your issues, but we actually got a lot in common. So it was like I, I became a huge fan like after that. And like I started paying attention to what he started posting and stuff like that more. Right. After that. And like this this guy's like he's a really cool dude and he's like pushing the culture forward. So I, I appreciated him for that for sure. Yeah, and I think it's great when you look at wrestling now. I mean <clears throat> Bobby Lashley and the hurt you know, all those guys on oh, top yeah. and seeing I mean obviously in Bobby Lashley and Big E feuding for the title, obviously it's a, a big change. Yes, I didn't think they were gonna do that either. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. It's like, wow. I I just didn't want him Whoa. to take it off Bobby Lashley. I'm a hu- I'm just a huge fan. I wanted him to just dominate. For I him. just yeah. I was for- I've been a I've been a fan of his for a long time, 
And I hated, like, even though when he was with Leo, and obviously Leo's our guy, he's him, but he was still, remember, he's doing this stuff, Comical like, and bending over and, like, showing it. And I'm like, oh, you're God. You're a killer, me. man. You're, you're a, a killer. killer. You're a yeah. killer. So when they when they changed with him and then went in that direction, that, and once they put the title on him, I was like, man, I just wanted him to keep. Yeah. W- which I, I think you can see, like, Vince obviously sees in him. He's, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm a big, I'm a big Bobby Lashley fan. I'm a really big Bobby Lashley fan. Yeah, he's money. Uh, I, I enjoyed his run. Like, I, I thought he represented the company well. Like. I thought he uh, absolutely up to his yeah. potential in every few that he was in. I, I again, he I had great he, matches. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was. He, he shocked me. Like I actually didn't think he was gonna like be able to like hold. You know, stand up to like that test of time and like actually right. hold the championship and represent it well. Like you got to look at who did it before. Like Drew, he kind of set the bar high. I'm like, oh, this big guy. Right, he, he you know what? Else, you know what else with Lashley? I, it's been in WWE, especially for me. It's been year. It's been a long time. I can't think of the last time that you really had fans clamoring, where you could feel that the fans wanted a match yeah. really bad. Yeah, the way that fans want like Lashley and Lesnar. You know, like mm-hmm. it's such a money match. Sure, yeah. and you can feel that the fans want that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, Nobody, um, nobody's going to tell Lesnar about that hairdo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know what I mean? Like it's, and, and I, yeah. and I, they, they kind of went a different direction, him losing to Big E. And, sure. But they can always, Vince can go right back to it and recreate that, you know, oh, yeah. that, but, but it's a, a general interest. You could feel like the fans, they want that match. And that's something you don't get where, often. you know what I mean? Often. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you go back years to like Warrior Hogan and stuff sure. like that. And yeah. That, where your fans are like, man, we want these two guys. Like they, yeah. the fans, the fans generally want to see Lesnar and and Lashley. There's yeah. um, you know, there's a, and it, it with the representation, uh, there's no doubt that the that's such a positive influence and the way it should be. Um, but it also means that, hey, like, where do you fit in? Yeah, where do you fit in? Because if there were prior to, you know, 20 years ago, if a roster had four, uh, four African-American or, or people of color, mm-hmm. you know, maybe one in tag team and two singles guys. And they had, that was kind of like, well, we got, we got, we, we got, got that cover. Yeah. <laughs> we know? checked that box, which, right? Which is kind of right, the way it the was. quota, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But, and, but now it doesn't seem to be the case. So there's a, there's definitely that hole is being well, erased. That I think too process. there yeah. was there's been a societal shift. Like uh, so, think back to like the whole drama with Hulk Hogan and his use of language. Okay, <clears throat> so you know they acted swiftly. I touched a nerve, didn't I? Yeah. yeah, he said about the worst things you can. It was I know. So, but and so WWE okay, yeah. rightly no, so distanced themselves. So rightly right. so, and not only did they distance themselves, they punished him by you know pulling him from the Hall of Fame. Like basically, it was like he didn't exist anymore. I mean, whatever happened later, but I feel like that was kind of a shift where it was like you know what, 
here are all these people saying it's not okay to say this anymore. Yeah, no. but then he's on WrestleMania. No, I, I'm, I'm, I yeah, know, but, but I'm saying heavily, and but I, getting well, booed. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like this was that time where you know there was a societal shift where people said we aren't gonna put up with this. this I don't okay. care yeah. if this was the guy who told me to eat my vitamins. You know, growing up as a kid, yeah. I don't care. I don't like him saying that, and that's why I think it was a societal shift. Like yeah. I wasn't trying to stir the pot. Like I no, genuinely feel point. like that's where I saw. You know, and WWE responded quickly and swiftly, and there was criticism about that, you know. Yeah. And then, of course, obviously, right. you know, bring them back for money, you right. know. <laughs> I mean, right. yeah, I, but I even think that because they got, because I think, um, I, I think they've, I think it's probably a decision they made if they could go back and do it. I'm not sure if they would have brought them right. back because yeah. people were, because enough people did say, we're not okay with it. Right. Because or Vince may just want to be embarrassing him on his way out because it's crazy. That's true, too. <laughs> That's true, too. It could Never be total, know. like, I want him to come back and be booed and out of the building. kill his ego. Be yeah, just totally crush his ego, right? Maybe, because yeah. enough people were like, because that was something, if you listen to the tape, and it's like, you know, and, and all, what was even worse was his kind of the way he kind of addressed it, like, oh, well, you should be more careful about what you're saying. It's like, well, no, I don't speak like that. Right. 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 And I, I don't talk like that. So, like, when you're saying stuff like that, that's kind of how you feel. Right. Yeah. You know that, what I mean? Right. So, it like, didn't I just, felt it like didn't this just is, it is, flip it, out yeah, of your mouth. Yeah. Right. He's not apologizing because, right. hey, this was wrong. He feels like this was wrong to feel this way. He's apologizing because he got caught. Exactly. Right. And I, he got punished. Yeah. Like, yeah. Got a slap on the wrist. Well, like, yeah. We'll take and you out here and then we'll put you back. Like, right, right. I don't respect that. Like, this, this is not something of, like. Like, he wasn't in traffic and right. got caught. You weren't you, intoxicated you, you, to any of right. that. Right. You were just pissed you off. Just, so, this is how you, know, you feel. Right. This is how he felt. Like, yeah, that's no. you. That's your personal feeling. There you go. This yeah. is you. This is how you feel. I don't respect that. Right. I don't accept yeah. any apology. You can you can't say anything to me. Well, and, and at and, this and, point, and, there's nothing he can yeah, say about it because he can didn't say. say he didn't address it appropriately when it happened. Correct. So what anything he does now just makes it worse. To be well, honest. even years later when yeah. he tried to address it, and he would talk about it. That's like, man, you've had a couple years to think about yeah. it. And that's your, and this is it. That's it. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess it's kind of like like the whole Tessa Blanchard thing right. um, that's kind of popped back up, which is. Like Ooh. the WOW organization. Did you see that? Like they're I, kind I, of. I, I know La, La Rosa Negra. I know her. Um, yeah. And that was the girl that she supposedly um, in Japan. Right. Like got. Yeah. yeah and the, but I don't know what what's what's the new thing. with the Well, WOW? the thing is, so with WOW, like they they brought they signed Tessa, but they're. It's like gasoline on the fire. And it's just something I saw that like was like, man, they like they they're calling her nuclear tessa blanchard and they brought out yeah. a shirt like nuclear like hey she's nuclear so like leaning into bad heat. you're oh, leaning so into planning. bad heat man Ooh. like wow. that's to me that like you know and like tara said society there's been such mm -hmm. a push in society which you know that's basically like if you're a racist person you should probably do everything you can to keep it to yourself because it's just not acceptable. <laughs> right, you know yeah. what I mean? It's it's yeah. so it has been such a, a stance of people to stand up and say, which is great. You know what I mean? And, and culturally to stand up and say, you know what? No, this is it's just not even remotely acceptable it's not, for it's you to not. feel right, this way, right. you know, at all. There's you know? so many so. changes going on, like in society. I mean, like. 
I know I've mentioned it before. Like I, this is what I teach. You know, I'm mm -hmm. a college professor, my day job, and I teach diversity courses and I teach culturally responsive, mm -hmm. you know, teaching and um, all of that. And you know, we are looking and deconstructing so many things that are embedded in our society, like from the language that we use, you know, from, you know, when we write course descriptions, who are we writing them for? You know, mm -hmm. like, and there's a really big, powerful movement going on where we don't just want to have representation. We want, like, it to be an inclusive society overall. Yeah. So people are just, they're not taking it anymore, yeah. you know? And, we want and change. I have students every semester that are like, when I, when I started your class, I didn't believe white privilege was a thing, and now I understand. You know, and it's, it's not blaming one race over another race, but, like, it's just this, I, I love what I do because I get this feedback from people where they're feeling the energy, too, and people are seeing a world where, you know, there everybody has a place. Yeah. You know, and I think it's yeah. wonderful. And in wrestling, you know, back when you'd see the uh, any person of color performing, it was like the two big bad black dudes from Harlem. Yeah. Or yeah. you know, right, like right. Yeah. Or, the, or, or the thugs or, or the criminals or, the thugs, or, the criminals or you know, or like whatever. we had. Yeah. Now, yeah. now you got guys that. You know, it, it, there's not there's, the box is is going yeah. away. No, right. Yeah. The yeah. stereotypes and the tropes that have been used for years and years are, you know, there are many other roles that can be played. And and then it's, you know, but I'm see, I'm kind of stupid for even saying that because I've, I've said that before and said, you know, you got New Day coming out with cereal and, and Larry goes, yeah, but they're still dancing. And I go, the, I'm going to be honest. That was how I first took it when I first yeah. seen it. I, I didn't like it. Like. I, I talk to Drolix about it all the time. We would talk really? right between us. Like, I don't like that. Like the way hate, that they presented yeah, you, they, did the you way think they, they were like dancing and yeah, like, was, they like they were with the trombone and, like, and everything. I hate that. Yeah. Like, get us. Like, why do we always have to like stay in this box? Mm -hmm. Get us out of that. And over the course of time, it's like, oh, okay, uh, all right, or okay. You, you're making it your own. You kind of stepping out of that. So, where like, do you, where do you see yourself? In the wrestling game. <clears throat> Where I see myself is. Uh, I actually want to present something different. Uh, something a little more diverse. Like just step stepping out of the box of. What most people present us as. Thugs. Shugging, jiving and all that. Like that's not who I am at all. Like. I'm more of a professional type, like, hey, like, like a Bobby, Lashley. like legit, like this is what I do. I'm a professional engineer. Like, this is what I do. Shoot. Right. This is what I do. Like, I want to present that to the world while whooping people's ass. But, you know, that <laughs> right. that's, you know, that that's what I want to do, you know? So I, I just wanted to present something a little different, but I do love how they like presented like Lashley and that whole hurt business thing. It was I was first, but not going to touch on that I, too much. I, I'm but. telling you, I've the, from the first time I saw that, I'm like, I know that came from Black Wall. Yeah, like it was, I was I mean? first, but you know, you, you got to have that vision, though. You got to try yeah. to see where you where you want fit to in be at. and where you fit in. And yeah. you know, I mean, look, you you guys are hanging on the Wall of Fame. Yeah, uh, Black Wall Street was the cool man. It was it was the coolest. It was the coolest. Mm. So keep climbing that mountain, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we 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 there. We ain't going anywhere, and you ain't going anywhere. So. Yeah, yeah, we there. We so. there. We uh, 
We're officially putting the boots to the ground and we're rolling. We're rolling for sure. Well, very All good. Right. Very good. That about does it. Honestly. Yeah, that, that, that was, we covered a lot of But that was here. a good, right? That, was, that good. was a good final segment like I wanted to talk about. I think mm-hmm. it's important too. I'm glad. Uh, we, we just have over. a couple more orders of business to talk about. Number one, uh, we want to talk about the show coming up this weekend. That's right. Yeah. Um, Autumn Armageddon. Miller's That's right. With right. Super Saturday with the uh, Baltimore Celeb Fest, too. You're going to have Mickey James, uh, special guest referee, the uh, women's championship match. You're also going to have Chelsea t- Green will be in the ring. Mm-hmm. And Tennille mm. Dashwood, who formerly was Emma. Emma. That's right. Now Tennille Dashwood. And this is her second appearance in MCW. We had her in here. For, she did. Uh, she did a meet and greet like a couple years ago, didn't she? Tennille? No, Tenille? I don't think she, she? No, she was going to. No, wasn't she going to? She was going to, but um, she didn't. That's right. Okay, that's and, right. And you have the brand new MCW heavyweight champ. I mean, a guy that is is up like just he is gonna he's gonna run it. Mecca here. versus everybody. Mecca versus Brian everybody. Johnson. Yeah, he's Brian the guy, Johnson. He's the guy that's. Breaking out, not just in MCW, but in wrestling in general. In general. May rub people the wrong way, but that's just fine, man. He is. He's doing the right thing. So hopefully, um, you know, Napalm will have a chance to toss him around a little (laughs) Snag that title from him. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, you can get tickets for that show. There's still tickets available. I yep. know ringside, first two, uh, first first two couple rows, rows first couple out. rows are sold out. That happens every show, of course. So if you uh, want to be up close to the action, you got to act quick. Um, I always like to joke that we've got PSL seat holders for our first couple of rows <laughs> because it is the same faces every show, which we love. Um, so this is our first time in Millersville. So uh, that's over there by Annapolis, if you're not familiar. But definitely come check it out. There are different tickets that you can buy because there, it's a whole weekend of events. We have the the Crab Beast on Friday night. That's on the Celeb Fest 2 website. You can find that out. Then they have the Celeb Fest during the day and then our show in the evening. Um, and so you can get tickets. Go to our website, mcwprowrestling.com. Uh, you can go to uh, celeb what was it baltimore celeb fest baltimore, uh, google's baltimore celeb yeah, fest too. sorry i think That'll we have a link on our website too yeah. don't we, yeah, we okay and then um of course you can always go in person to our only authorized ticket outlet um in lovely dundalk maryland at hideaway collectibles where you can get not only tickets to mcw shows but all of your Funko Pops, wrestling collectibles, memorabilia, autographs, all that good stuff. So you can check them out at hideawaycollectibles.com. Just plan on this Saturday, spending your day in Millersville, being there with us, with us yeah. all day, wrestling, all Armageddon. It's going to be live. It's going to be off the hook. You're going to enjoy it. If you love wrestling, be out there this Saturday in Millersville. Napalm. Thanks for coming, bud. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for coming, man. Anytime, anytime. All right, well, we will see you here next Tuesday on the MCW Cast.